This is why we have the best fans in the world. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction and Harry Styles podcast. I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. And this is our 243rd episode of Talk Direction. And I got really confused when I was reading that because I was wanting to say your weekly one and only oh. Talk Direction and Harry Styles podcast, which I guess it is technically. Technically, only, yes. <laughs> at least that we know of. <laughs> yes but um <laughs> that's not the line <laughs> i was wondering if you were um. like there's like sometimes it's right now when we've been talking like there's been a weird delay and like your words are getting stretched and whatever and i'm like oh yeah is that's what's happening but no then then you were also confused it was just a delay mm-hmm. in my my brain synapses yeah ew when you said um. synapses i had flashbacks to neuro and neuro was terrible ew. I'm so sorry. I'll never mention it again. Thank you. (laughs) So um, we are here to um, present to you a very exciting episode, um, a album review of Zane's new album, Nobody is Listening. And I'm pretty stoked to talk about it. Me and Kaylin have not talked about this album really much at all yet. So um, our opinions are going to be like a total surprise to each other, which is always like pretty fun. It is. Although before starting recording, Luchi was like, so did you like the album at all? (laughs) Like you're trying to just gauge. I just had to. (laughs) Before we started recording, just to see where I was at. (laughs) I just had to make sure that she didn't like hate the album because then... I was going to have to do some, you know, fancy it. hosting. No, but also, even when I dislike things, I, on air, I try not to put that opinion in too much. Like, like in the past, I didn't. <laughs> but yeah, there was a time <laughs> I consciously made the decision to be more nice about things I didn't like. So, yeah, <clears throat> right. do with that as exactly. you may. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm not lying about my opinions. I feel that if you are a regular listener, you'll be able to tell when Caitlin is being, like, uh, what's the word? Sugarcoating her feelings. Yeah. <laughs> well, usually if I don't like something, I, like, barely have anything to say. And I act, like, I don't yeah. talk and I'm bored. <laughs> That's usually yeah, exactly. what happens. She goes on Twitter. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh. And you... <clears throat> So um, we've been doing a Black Lives Matter segment in our podcast for the last, um, I don't remember how many months, but ever since the kind of George Floyd protests started. Um, And we are putting it more at the beginning of the episode now. And this week, I just want to kind of remind everyone that even though Biden is now president and Trump is gone, um, it's still really important that we all stay involved in politics um and involved in you know continuing the <clears throat> movement of black lives matter because like history can very easily repeat itself and if we're not careful we could have another trump presidency after Absolutely. biden you know it's a very real possibility 
And I think it's hard because we get fatigued and it's, you know, now now that Trump is out, a lot of us, you know, me and Caitlin included, are in a privileged enough category that we can kind of stop caring if we want to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we're not actively worried for our own, you know, well-being as much yeah. with Trump gone. And so it's easy to kind of be like, oh, you know, thank God we can, you know, stop <laughs> fighting if, you know. Um, but we can't. We can't become complacent. And while Biden is definitely, you know, much better than what we had before, you know, he's definitely not – he needs us to hold him accountable. Um, so that is kind of what I wanted to mention in this episode is just that we really need to stay involved and stay aware. Um, <clears throat> it was recently um, MLK Day and um, – I'll recommend for you guys to follow Bernice King if you don't already. She is um, a daughter of MLK. On her Instagram, her at is Bernice A. King. Um, And she posted this today that says, "Um, Kindness matters, but kindness does not equal justice. Civility counts, but calling for civility is not the humane response to injustice. Justice is. Love is essential, but love is not a passive weeping bystander. Love puts in the work. Um, so I just really liked that, and I thought it was a good, a good mantra. Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all I'm going to say for today, and we're going to continue this segment into the new year. Um, and yeah. Um, before we get to the main episode, we have a Patreon. You can find it at patreon.com slash talk direction. And over on Patreon, we do talk direction down low, um, which is a bonus 30 minute episode. Last talk direction down low or TDDL as we call it. Um, I actually don't remember what the last one was, but I know the one before it was a top 10 of 2020 countdown. Do you remember what the one after that was? Um, I edited it. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I feel like it, it was one of those, like, random ones where we had yeah. a topic, but then we, like, deviated from it I th- very Yeah, far. I think we talked about, like, touring potentials in 2021 oh, and that's album right. potentials in 2021. Yes. And, like, will we get we virtual did. tours from certain people? Will tours even happen? What's that going to look like? Will we get albums? That's right. Love all that good stuff. Yeah, that is what we talked about. Um, and this week and next week, we're going to be doing um, an Evermore song or album discussion um taylor swift's latest album evermore um we're gonna talk about that so if you're interested in bonus content go on over to patreon.com slash talk direction um we used to do this segment called back to you and actually that's kind of a lie because i think the last time it was really done was before i was on the podcast oh really yeah Maybe we did it a little bit, but it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how these segments um, just fade out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I often wonder, like, what our podcast would be if we had, like, specific structure and segments. Because, like, a lot of podcasts I listen to will, like, have, like, different sections of the show. Mm. Um, but I just don't think that would work for us. <laughs> We're too rambly. We really are. So, um... Yeah, today we're going to have a back to you segment. Ooh. 
And um, I wanted to include this because Nicola, one of our lovely patrons um, over on Patreon, commented this. Um, and she commented on Patreon, um, which happens a lot. Like, we'll have our patrons will, like, comment things on the Patreon about, like, main episodes just because mm-hmm. it's, like, more of a – I don't know. I feel like it's a better way to, like, interact. Yeah, because because we probably never respond to anything anywhere else. Yeah. Well, we try, but <laughs> – Yeah. Well, you try. I'm so bad at it. <laughs> it's hard. It's yeah. hard to keep up with so many forms of communication. It you know, really you have to go to like I feel like when I'm doing my little office catch up where I do like stuff for my business and like my personal stuff and talk direction stuff, I'm like going between like eight hundred different yes. like apps and accounts. <laughs> yes. I really liked how proud you were of me when I was responding to um some of the Patreon comments the other day. I was. Well, yeah. I'm typically the one who responds on Patreon. And I, like, went on to Patreon to, like, look at comments and respond to them. And then I saw that we'd already responded to all the new I comments. Know. And I know. Like, oh, my God, Caitlin. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. It's probably because you had, like, some brain space because you had a break from school. Yeah. Well, and also, like, if I have my computer open and I open up Patreon, then I can do it. But usually when I read the comments, I'm on my phone and it's a lot harder for me to respond on my phone. So if if a comment comes through when I'm on my computer, that's the key. Key to me. Yeah. It is is really hard. I'm so annoyed that they don't have a, an app specifically for Patreon creators mm. because the Patreon app like works fine if you're like a patron subscriber but if you're like trying to answer comments or like look at things it's actually like horrible mm-hmm. um, and it's way easier on the computer so yeah I understand that um, but anyways <clears throat> we did an episode I guess it was our last episode where we talked about Um, The Tree People with Kindness music video, and Nicola commented about that, and she said, I listened to this episode a couple of days ago and didn't remember if you mentioned this interpretation of the Tree People with Kindness video. I saw some of the video, oh, I saw some people linking to it. Oh my god, this is going to be one of those days. (laughs) I saw some people linking it to she and the theory that it's about Harry's feminine side. So in the video, Phoebe could portray the feminine side of Harry since they wear the same or at least very similar clothes and quite often mirror each other. Harry inviting Phoebe, a.k.a. his feminine side, to dance with him when he's on that table. Uh, Also, Phoebe holding Harry in the end instead of the other way around plays into that interpretation. Now, this is probably an overinterpretation, but I quite like it. Um, I I think this is brilliant. Yeah, epic, epic stuff here, Nicola. Yeah, like, I can't believe we missed that, because now that I have this interpretation in my head, it seems so obvious. Yeah, because we never even really connected this the music video at all to the song, too. Because like, we haven't done a song discussion on that song yet, and we really oh, need to. Oh, that's why, okay. We need to do that. That's why, because normally we would do a song discussion before a music video discussion like yeah i don't actually know if we've ever discussed a music video without having already discussed the song yeah that's true because usually the song will be released as a single or like we know it's coming as the single or whatever yeah but this time we didn't it was just like a random drop of a music video no clue yeah (laughs) so yeah we really need to do a song discussion on treat people with kindness and we really need to do a song discussion discussion on she Oh, for sure. Um, 
But it just makes so much sense, especially, like, the lyrics of Treat People With Kindness, specifically the one that says, well, I guess this is actually, like, a mashup of a verse and a part of the chorus. Um, Feeling good in my skin, I just keep on dancing. And if we're here long enough, we'll see it's all for us and we'll belong. Oh. But really just all of the song, I feel like, very much lends itself to this interpretation of, like, Harry dancing with his feminine side yes love it yeah (laughs) also like yeah i feel like it's gonna be so fun to discuss this song because i think we'll rewatch the music video and rediscuss it oh yeah definitely because i'm already thinking in my head of like different scenes yeah and i'm like oh wow i have like totally new like feelings about those all right on to Nobody is listening. Um, So this album was released on January 14th. Um, It is a total of 11 tracks and is 35 minutes long, which is a very short album, Mm -hmm. especially considering Zane's last album was 27 tracks. (laughs) He's jumping all over the place. (laughs) Yeah. But this album was released um, without a lot of, of fanfare, hullabaloo. Is that, are either of those correct? Yeah. There wasn't a lot of build up to it. Um, we didn't really know he was releasing an album until very shortly before he released it. So it was kind of a surprise. And it happened at a, at a time that was kind of chaotic because it was like elections and capital siege and the holidays and the new year. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's kind of a chaotic time to release an album. <laughs> Truly was. Um, like, I feel like if it was released at a different time, like, even if it was le- released right now, I feel like I would have, I don't know, it just would have been, there would have been a different reception and response to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fact that it sat between the the terrorist attack on the Capitol and the <laughs> the new president coming in, so it's like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not that Zane could have predicted that. But, no. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um... Yeah, so the album was released on January 14th, and um, Zayn has done a little bit of Instagram promo for it. Um, he did, like, a little Instagram live. He dropped a whole new set of merch that kind of go along with the um, the album cover and the album artwork. Um, <clears throat> he hasn't done any interviews, which, you know, he didn't do on the last album cycle either, either so that's not that surprising. Um, but it's one of those, like, it's one of those, like, frustrating but also, like, quintessential, like, Zane things mm. is that, like, he puts out an album and then we don't, like, there's no promo. Like, yeah. we don't get interviews. We don't get him telling us what the songs are about. We don't get what his inspiration was. Like, it's all just there for us to, like, interpret as we will, which I feel like yeah. is what he wants. Um, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but, of course, us as people who like to analyze music, you know, I'm always, like wanting to know the background of stuff and like how things are written yeah even just like little bits like i know mm-hmm. harry doesn't give us much but like he, we, he did that apple music documentary thing or interview with zane low niall's pretty open mm-hmm. but zane really gave us nothing this time around like has there been any interview yeah. i don't i haven't seen Mm-mm. it no he just did an instagram live um, where he, he, like, did talk about the album, but he didn't really talk about 
like writing. I didn't mm-hmm. watch the whole thing, so maybe he, maybe I missed it, but I don't think he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he likes to kind of keep things to himself. Um, but it'll be interesting to see if he ever opens up about like songwriting and mm-hmm. and how you know the album was made, especially considering like this one, he had like I think a lot more, um, not control, but he was a lot more involved. Like, mm-hmm. he, I think he, like, ex- executive produced the whole album. There's one song on it that he wrote completely on his own, which is, you know, totally new for him. So, I, I wonder even if know he that. gets more. Damn, did I not yeah. look at the credits? I thought I looked at most of them because it now says it on. Yeah. Um, oh, Calamity. Calamity. Oh, track. oh yes. Maybe I did see that one. Yeah. Cool. So, um, Caitlin... Yeah. What is your, what is your, what were your first impressions? And then what are your kind of now overall feelings about the album? Okay. First impressions. Um, well, I listened to it over a little bit of time. Like I listened to the first like four songs because we'd, got, we'd gotten a couple of the first four songs, I think already. Yeah. So it was, mm-hmm. like, Calamity, and then, um, um, what's it called? We'd Heard Better. Wait, we got Calamity early? No, no, no. Like, just the first four songs in general. Um, we'd heard... Oh, you listened to them. Yeah. So I'd listened... Calamity it, and Outside were the first two that I'd listened to that were new. Right. Um, for a while, and then eventually I listened to some of the other ones. Um... And, yeah, I just thought, I thought it was a good album. Like, I think it's a solid album. I like that it's 11 songs. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, like, the themes, it's pretty consistent, like, thematically. Even though every song isn't about the same thing, I feel like there's ties throughout it. And I tried to, like, pick pick out some of the themes I saw and I have them written. I don't know if that's a question you're going to ask, but... um, Well, I will now. Okay. (laughs) Um, And... Yeah, I thought it was good. There was parts that reminded me of Mind of Mine, for sure. Um, Parts that reminded me of other artists, which I I always love, like, pulling out. Parts that reminded me of One Direction. Um, So Mm. there was a lot of, like, fun connections listening to it. Um, Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think the singles that have come out are, like, definitely the catchiest songs. And I, like, like that those were the singles. Um, But there's some, like, really beautiful ballads. Like, the last song is just epic. Mm -hmm. It's, like, so beautiful. Um, Yeah. You know, he gave us variety. There's, like, really introspective songs. There's sexy songs. There's poetic songs. There's a freaking poem. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm so glad that you love it so much. Or at least more than I was wondering if you did. <laughs> now I'm like, what do you think of the album? But now we're on air, so the truth can't come out. No, I I love the album. I just know that you're not like the biggest Zayn fan. So, oh. You know. Well. It's always a Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about this album versus the last one, Icarus Falls? Do you feel like you automatically like one more than the other or is are they kind of like on par um I honestly did not listen to Icarus Falls <laughs> like yeah I don't know how many times I listened but it wasn't a lot I can't even remember it really um that's like so bad to say but 
Yeah, so I, it's hard for me. Yeah, so you wonder why I was, like, wondering if you're going to like this album. I know. Okay, but (laughs) this album is so much easier to listen to than 27 songs. Like, I just, especially, I don't know what was going on when his album came out, but if there's other albums that I'm also listening to, it's hard to pick and choose between ones, and then you have a 27-song album. It's really hard. You can't just, like, listen. This one's 35 minutes long, so if I have two hours to sit down, I'll listen to it, like, almost four times. But if it's a 27-song yeah. album, if I sit up, sit down for two hours, I might not make it through, like, that many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anywho. Uh, um, what was your question? <laughs> Which one you like more? <laughs> oh. Oh, probably this one. But I, again, yeah. I don't know the last one. Like, maybe I should give the last one more of a chance. Or maybe I know it better right. than I think. Like, I don't know. I just haven't listened in like yeah over a year and a half probably and I don't really remember well I wonder how many people had that experience where it just felt too it was like too long and too overwhelming so it, yeah like, I can't was, be the only one know. especially like if Zane if Zane no. is your favorite you're gonna devour it but if Zane is just like one of the five boys or whatever yeah. like that that is a lot it's overwhelming to have that many yeah, it's true. Well, I feel like Zane should do the thing that Taylor Swift is doing where she, like, makes these little EP playlists on yeah. Spotify of her – of different songs in her album. Like – or he should have done that for, like, Icarus Falls. Like, made li- different little segments where he would, like, group, you know, six songs or something because then I feel like – Yeah, that would have been really good. Absorb it better, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I find it really interesting the um, – the way that this album was produced and like written because on mind of mine he um wrote and produced most of it with um malay and then on icarus falls the last album he worked with um this duo called michael m-y-k-l and salt waves um and those were like pretty much the main collaborators like they i think salt waves did like 12 and um mykl did six um so icarus falls had like you know the same producers writing and producing a lot of the songs Mm -hmm. and this album it's like literally a different writer and producer for almost every song wow which is really interesting yeah that is like zane's credited on all of them so he like you know worked on all of them but it looks like he worked with different people for That's so interesting. almost every song. Then you really, as the artist, have to have a very clear vision. Because, like, right. when Harry goes into the studio, he's working with, like, the same five dudes or whatever. Yeah. And they all have a vision and they understand it. But if you're switching up people every time to make a cohesive album, you definitely have mm-hmm. to sort of have in mind what you're wanting and be really clear about that. Yeah. Yeah, I think two of the songs are We're Done With Salt Lives, <clears throat> um, the duo from that he worked with on Icarus Falls a lot. But yeah, the rest are all like different people. So I found that really interesting, especially because the album does have a cohesive sound. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of impressive that mm-hmm. he was able to achieve that, even though like he worked with so many different people. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then as far as themes go... Um, the last album, Icarus Falls, what we said about the theme, were very relationship heavy. Um, it seemed like the first album, Mind of Mind, had much more of like a personal, like introspective um, theme, mm-hmm. whereas Icarus Falls 
was definitely very relationship heavy. There was like sobriety, substance abuse themes, vulnerability, apologies and forgiveness, um, like being used or played in a relationship. And then there was also the theme of the first half of the album kind of being like love, love songs. And then the second half being like bitterness, kind Mm -hmm. of like breakup or sad songs. (laughs) But um, what do you feel or like what did you like pick up on as themes on this album? Um, I have a lot of notes about themes. <laughs> um, I just like kept adding like quotes from songs and I definitely don't need to go through all of them. Oh my god, them. I love that. Um, well, we're gonna go through each song track by track. So if there's ones you feel that would be better. Oh like, yeah, that makes about sense. While we go through the songs, we can yeah. definitely do that instead. Well, I'll, I'll like give an overview of the themes. So, okay. I mean, I definitely think it was very introspective. I think it was um, like sort of trying to figure out you're almost like trying to figure out your destiny, what you're supposed to be doing in life. I felt felt like it was yeah. very typical, like person lost in their twenties a little bit. <laughs> like you yeah. <laughs> don't know what's coming next. You don't know what you want to do. Should you be leaving your mark on the world somehow? Um, like finding the people that you're supposed to be with and getting rid of the people that like aren't right for you. Um, Mm -hmm. and also trying to figure out how to not care about how other people view you. I just saw those, like, as threads throughout. And then there was obviously definitely a lot about love and kind of exploring those parts of yourself with a, uh, a partner who's accepting and supportive, um, and also trying to navigate that relationship and be a good partner to them knowing that you're in your head a lot and that it's difficult and there's like problems you have to navigate together um but ultimately um being there for each other yeah that is like such a good take i love that thanks it like really perfectly like summarizes thank you i hadn't really picked up on that like i think i had in like a couple individual songs Mm -hmm. that kind of like the com- like the being like introspective and trying to figure out where your life's going and then also like the partner aspect I really like yeah that. and it 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 related back to the music video we got for what song was it was it vibes um where, where he he's like on on, those, like, on stage and like walking through life yeah. and sort of changing scenery and he's watching himself I felt like maybe because we had that conversation mm-hmm. I was looking for that but I think also a lot of the songs did tie into that theme um we talked about that music video last episode if you guys want to hear so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I totally agree I feel like Zane does this thing and I think I said this on the last episode or when we were talking about the album title where he will like put he'll he'll kind of like put bigger messages in like different packages like for example the song vibes is kind of just like a song about vibing with someone (laughs) but then the music video was like this elaborate like this kind of elaborate like message you Mm -hmm. know like it was like very deep and like there was a lot we kind of you know we discussed the video and and there was like all this all this different stuff going on um even though the song that the video went with wasn't necessarily like matching everything that we were talking about Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's something that Zane kind of does. Yeah. Um, is like, yeah, he kind of like mixes stuff up. Like, 
like maybe that music video wasn't necessarily specific to that song but it was specific to, to the album right yeah concept as a whole yeah and he like that's the song that was out so they made you know that video for it mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah did you have <laughs> thoughts on themes um i think like one of the things that i thought of is just or noticed is just the musical theme mm. um I think this album has a very chilled out sound to it. Um, it has a very different sound from Icarus Falls. Like, I think Icarus Falls was a lot more pop. Mm. Icarus Falls had, like, a lot of songs that had, like, big pop choruses um, and, like, more, like, hip-hop just kind of sounding songs. And I think Nobody Is Listening is, like, it's much more, like, lo-fi and, like, mm. just, like, chilled out. Yeah. There's a lot of like jazzy like chords yeah. in it. Um, and so that's like kind of the first thing that I like picked up when I started listening to, to the album as a whole was just that kind of sound. Um, and I also think that musically it's very experimental. Mm. Um, like I think it, the, the whole album does seem cohesive to me, but <clears throat> it also seems like there's a lot of kind of experimental stuff going on. Like, he uses like these different sounds in the different songs and different like weird chords and like weird melodies mm-hmm. and like I just feel like it's kind of experimental. Yeah, I mean he has um, a poem to start in another song. Yeah. He like reinterprets um someone else's song that's in a different language. Mhm. Like definitely I see that. And I think some of the structures of songs don't follow like a typical pop song structure at all so yeah yeah definitely yeah I feel like with like mind of mine it was more like it was kind of like hip-hop and like pop um and Icarus Falls definitely felt very like poppy and this this album feels very like (laughs) lo-fi yeah it it reminded me of like older R&B as well like I felt yeah those vibes on this as well yeah definitely like stripped Um, back yeah Hmm. Yeah, and I also feel like it seems like Zayn is more um, involved in these songs. Like, there was a little bit of a quote, and I don't remember if this was from an interview or from, like, an Instagram thing, but where Zayn kind of talked about how this album was, like, him being able to, f- like, fully, like, be himself as much mm. as he wants to. And I feel like you really feel that yeah. in the songs. Yeah. I also feel like lyrically – this album was above and beyond for me. Mm. I don't know if above and beyond is the right phrase. But I love, like, there's definitely a lot of um, a lot of lyrics from Icarus Falls and Mind of Mind that I really loved. But I feel like with this album, there's something about the lyrics on this album that I feel like are, um, like, I feel like it shows kind of like a little bit of an evolution. Mm. Yeah, they feel really personal to me, too. Like, this album, really, I can go, okay, this is totally Zane. Like, I can can hear his voice. um, Yeah. Like, songwriting voice in in every song. And, like, it seems super personal. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Do you have any other overarching thoughts, or do you want to get into track by track? Um, I wanted to know about the title for you, what 
because we had sort of made predictions about what we thought the title meant. And yes, (laughs) I wanted to discuss that at some point. (laughs) I don't know if you have a place for that. No, we should discuss it now <clears throat> we can revisit at revisit it at the end too once we've kind of discussed each song okay but yeah when we first heard this title nobody is listening i think both of us our minds kind of automatically went to like kind of the political landscape right now mm-hmm. um particularly in in our country the u.s but obvi- also like you know everywhere um <clears throat> But it definitely kind of felt like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be like a political album or mm-hmm. have like a political message or, you know, something along those lines. Um, or is it going to be more like nobody's listening like to Zane? Like, is it going to be more about like his personal like struggles? Um, and obviously the line nobody is listening was taken from the song Calamity, which I feel like does very much match what I was thinking when I saw the title like this song is kind of what I was thinking a little bit that no Um, one's listening to him yeah or it's like one of that's like one of the interpretations I kind of was thinking um but yeah but then the rest of the album while there's like a little bit of elements here and there um like the rest of the album I kind of feel like a lot of the songs end up kind of being like love songs Mm. that I don't necessarily feel like match the title as much Mm. um but I, I really love it as a title, and I think it, like, definitely makes you think. Yeah. Like, when you hear that title, there's, like, a lot of places your brain goes. Especially in relation to Zane, and, like, when you hear the song, like, Calamity, I feel like it it is really, um, I mean, like, I feel like it's it's kind of a funny thing because one direction split up so long ago and zane left even longer than that mm-hmm. it was like 2015 so it's been like six years but of course like when i you know see songs and stuff like this i like automatically think about oh this is about him leaving one direction right, yeah. <laughs> even though he's had six years of life since then where i'm <laughs> sure he's had many trials and tribulations that we just don't know about um, we can't not connect <laughs> him back be about. come on <laughs> but i just read this and i'm like oh my god this is about harry <laughs> you know who probably in zane's life harry's like some dude he worked with six years ago (laughs) um but yeah but i mean zane has been someone who like has been like he's been really in the the public eye in a really dramatic way and i kind of think that like nobody is listening especially in contrast with the album cover with like all the staring faces Mm -hmm. is kind of like Nobody's, like, listening to, like, my music or, like, what I want to say or, like, what I am saying. But, like, everybody's watching. Like, everybody's Mm. interested in my drama and everybody's interested in, like, when I'm failing or when things are going wrong or, like, you know, people are just really interested in Zane. But nobody's, like, actually listening to, like, who he is or, like, what he wants to say. And it could be literally, like, nobody's listening to my music because his, like, numbers musically haven't been – as high as like I think most of the other boys while he's been in press like a lot more or like as much as the other boys you know right like that contrast of like how many the contrast of how much people are like talking about him versus actually listening to his music you know yeah and like listening to what he's saying in his music yeah 
Yeah, I love that. I feel like the title is just a combination of all the different versions, minus probably the political one. <laughs> um, yeah. Because I do, I know last time you said, like, nobody is listening could even be, like, him and his lover, like, alone and secluded, and they can be themselves because nobody is listening, yes. like, sort of as the positive take. And I see that in the love songs. Um, totally. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it seems like it's a combination of like people aren't li- listening to him. So like he kind of needs to move on and like find the people that are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It also seems like too, like one of those like depression thoughts that you might have, like yeah, where you're in a bad space and you're like, no one's listening. Um, but then I find mm-hmm. that over the course of the album, he kind of comes out of that thought, like in, and finds yeah. the people or like makes people listen and or like doesn't mm-hmm. care anymore that no one is almost like there's like a journey yeah. of it a little bit yeah um and actually one of our uh listeners sent in on the patreon um uh a question that someone had asked on a YouTube video, I think, from Zane. Someone said, am I the only one that oh, feels yeah, like we are that. making too many jokes about the title the, <laughs> the title name and completely ignoring what he is trying to say by it? And then Zane had responded, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, I'm wondering, <laughs> Zane, tell me what you think the title is. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm so curious. <laughs> like, I want to know because it seems like he really cares right. about it. So I'd yeah. love to. I'd love to know. And that was from yeah. Kelly. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, I mean, I feel like even though Calamity is not the title, I feel like Calamity is the title track because mm. nobody's listening is the lyric at, that ends that song. Mm. Calamity would have been a great album title as well. It really would, yeah. It's such a good word. Mm-hmm. There's also something a little bit cheeky about calling it Nobody Is Listening when you think about, like, how many like how many streams is it gonna get? Like how you right. know how much like radio play is it gonna get? It's kind of like yeah, there's something a little bit clever in that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, those are all my thoughts. Yeah. So I'm I'm good now. Cool. <laughs> Aren't I'm you sure glad how much I prepared? Me. I'm sure you're shook. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly am. <laughs> I really, I came with a doc, okay? I have my own doc open, and it's nine so pages, exciting. okay? <clears throat> I'm, I'm pumped. I'm really Yay. pumped. Okay. So, <clears throat> track one is Calamity. We've already referenced it many times. And this song was written by Zane, and he is the only one credited on this song. Wow. Um, and it was also produced by him. And this is the first song we've gotten on an album of his that was just written by him which i think uh, from is any of the big. boys i think too i think every oh, wow. song they've all collabed on right yeah wow yeah so yeah that's like pretty big it's a pretty big deal and <clears throat> i think it's amazing like i this is such a good track like uh, album opener first of all and when i listened to the album for the first time and this song came on, I was, like, so into it. I just wanted it to not stop. Like, I could have just listened to, listened to it on a loop, like, over and over and over again. Mm. I just really enjoy it. Um, it's, like, very serious and dark. Um, and when you hear the song and know that 
like Zane wrote this all on his own, it kind of gives me the feeling that like Zane's really just getting started, mm. like in his like musical career. Um, and I just I really like how it opens with like the the like synth piano chords are perfect and the little like fuzz in the background. Mm-hmm. There's kind of like this um like fuzzy sound over the whole track. Um, and then there has like that low bass and like the the kind of drum brush drums that kind of like sneak in. Um, but it's very like spoken word. Yes. Um, he doesn't really rap it and he doesn't sing it. It's definitely like spoken it word. It makes me want him to rap though. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the spoken word worked really well for him, especially like his Bradford accent was perfect mm, for this. Yeah. I was. love hearing Zane talk. And so, yeah, this song was just like. I just love it so much. Um, But I want to read through the lyrics, but do you have any, like, overall thoughts about it? Yeah, I thought this was a cool start to the album. I'm glad I didn't know there was sort of this spoken word. Like, it was just sort of shocking at the beginning. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, wow. Um, Yeah. I really liked how stripped back it was. There's some really great lines on this. Um, And it definitely, as an album opener so many of the lines fit into the different themes I had earlier said when I was talking about like overarching themes of the album. Um, yeah. So I think it really is a good album opener for that. Like it, it just sets the ground for what thematically is to come. Yeah. And I love the ending when it like gets louder and louder and he's like, nobody's listening to me. And then like, there's a shift in like, it's his voice is suddenly a lot closer to you and it's louder. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, nobody, nobody's listening to me, which kind of leads you into the album where you're now listening because his voice is so much closer. Oh yeah. I love that. Um, I don't know how to space out the lyrics because they're all just one long thing, but um, do you want to read like the first, I don't know what it would be, stanza? <laughs> sure. Um, where is your, I have to switch back to your doc. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know where this stops. <clears throat> I don't really either. <laughs> okay. I'll just read. Maybe just, just like read until you feel like we're ready to discuss it. <laughs> okay. What a funny feeling. I feel depleted from feelings I've been revealing. It's do or die. I'm not going willing. But when it's time, wrap in white linen. I wrap this. I say it for my sanity. Whatever the calamity, I did this for myself. Fuck all of your... Oh, shit. We went... Oh. (laughs) (laughs) F all of your fantasies. You're a snake fell off the ladder. I prefer speaking in analogies. I've had enough of all this wet, and I can't trust that you're my family. That's good for now. Um, there's, like, so much, like, crammed into this song. Yeah. Um, so a couple of these, of this information I got from Genius. I didn't just know it. But, for example, the line, when it's time, wrap in white linen. Um, the act of being wrapped in white linen, also known as shrouding, refers to the Islamic tradition of preparing a body for a funeral. Mm. Um, After the body of the deceased has been washed and groomed, it is wrapped in a kafan, a typically white and expensive linen sheet. And the shrouding symbolizes one leaving the world without carrying anything such as wealth or riches forward. Mm. As a result, they die the same way that they entered the world empty-handed. Um. So I love that yeah. inclusion in the song. Thank goodness for and genius. I love like people teaching. Us I know, <laughs> but I love little things like that 
where like obviously like me listening to the song I don't know what that means but if there's someone listening who like is in that culture like they would immediately recognize Mm -hmm. that and I like love little things like that in music yeah um and then there's like the snakes and ladders reference (laughs) Oh, I didn't even catch that. I was like, what does he mean by you're a snake fell off the ladder? (laughs) Oh my God. Okay. I've never, I've never played snakes and ladders, but it's like a ladder helps you get ahead. But if you're a snake, um, like someone who cheats, then you'll eventually fall down the ladder. That's what this genius person says. Um, That's not really how the game is. It's like, if you land on a snake, it's like a slide. It's like Uh shoots and ladders, but snakes and ladders. It's, it's. A game you don't play over the age of five, I'd say. <laughs> like, if you land on a ladder, you get to, like, skip a whole bunch of things. And if you hit, land, on, uh-huh. land on a snake, you go back down. And, like, you just keep going until oh. someone makes it all the way up to the top of the board. Interesting. It's pretty basic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I love the cleverness of, like, snakes and ladders. But, like, calling someone a snake yeah. is, like, you know, calling someone. I love like, that. someone who's... Um, yeah. And then also, like, him saying, I prefer speaking in analogies. Mm. Um, and I really like to, like, um, when he says, I wrap this, I say it for my sanity, whatever the calamity, um, is kind of feels like saying, like, I have to, like, speak the truth for like my sanity yeah however much destruction and chaos it caused yeah. causes and as we all know it caused a lot of destruction and chaos it did <laughs> when he did what he felt like he needed to do to be true to himself and i also kind of feel like the f all your fantasies could be a reference to that mm. um <clears throat> potentially of like people having a fantasy of what one Direction was or what his role in One Direction was Mm -hmm. or what his relationship with the boys were and how everyone like everyone's reaction to him leaving yeah he could be kind of saying like I did this for myself and like F your fantasy of like who I am or like what my life is supposed to be (laughs) yeah um obviously it could also be about like you know some other personal event that we don't we don't know about um but it kind of seems like it maybe is about it could be about like multiple things too you know Mm -hmm. but the song opens with him saying nostalgia so that makes you think of the past (laughs) right yeah and then him saying like i feel depleted from feelings i've been revealing it kind of sounds like he's you know like someone telling more and more of the truth and it making them feel depleted Mm mm-hmm Do you have anything else on those first lines? No. Okay. I'll read the next bit. Um, <clears throat> so it ends ends with, and I can't trust that you're my family. Um, I don't know what's next. The brain dead that I never miss. My brain lives with the cannabis. Can I resist the dark abyss? Leave a mark on this with no start. Just exist. My mind's in a prism shape and in times like a prison state. There is no right that I feel of late. There is no light if my view is at stake. And which life should I choose to take? What's left? Is it room or space? There are rumors we have to face. I prefer sooner than after late. Um, 
I love my minds in a prism shape and in times like a prison state. Yes. Such good wordplay. Yeah. And I feel like when you think of like a prism, I think of like fractured light Mm -hmm. and like, I don't know, if you think of like colors and like creativity and stuff and then like a prison state is like the opposite of that. Yeah. Like being like locked up. Um, Yeah. I feel like it's like that, like the contrast of like your mind being like super creative and expansive versus like, you know, feeling trapped. Yeah. Um, the, there were lines on here that definitely went to overarching themes. Like, I don't know what's next. The brain dead that I never miss. Um, Mm -hmm. the questioning, like, I don't know what's next, what's coming. Like, will he keep making music? Like, what does he want out of life? Um, leave your mark on this with no start, just exist. The whole idea of like, Mm -hmm. what do you leave the world when you die? And earlier he talked about when he passes away, like wrap in a white Mm -hmm. sheet. Um, So just like sort of those um, existential thoughts about like what you're leaving behind and what, what, what happens next. Or like also what's next is in like what happens after death, I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I feel like that like just exist is kind of like, that that thought too of like leave a mark on this or just exist is kind of like reminds me of how uh, like we've heard a lot from Zane that like he like he kind of he just wants to live <laughs> like he just wants to exist yeah. you know and not necessarily yeah. like be a big pop star um but then he has this like competing feeling too of like he that he wants to be fam- famous like right. he wants to like make a mark like yeah. especially what we saw in like Icarus Falls I mean calling his album Icarus Falls and, like, you know, that kind of imagery is, like, someone who wants to be known. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, that that battle of, like, I want, like, do I just exist or do I want to be someone who's known? Yeah. And I also really like the can I can I resist the dark abyss, mm-hmm. too. But the rhyming um, is very strong. It feels yeah. purposeful. <clears throat> yeah, definitely. Do you want to read the next little bit? Sure. Um, I've seen actors after BAFTAs as BAFTAs be more straight. I mean, down the barrel. I hear them sing, it's the same carol. They're trying to sprint in a long run, Mo Farah. They're trying to fix when it's gone, long gone, don't bother. There's no other. The thought shudders through most lovers. I want to bed you, but still sleep is death's cousin. So two weeks is now four dozen. Years that pass by, can't press no rewind. Just watch my life by and lock the right ties. And then it's nobody, is nobody so is listening to me. <laughs> what did you say? That ending is so satisfying. Oh, yeah. The years that pass by. Mm. Yeah. Just like the, the cadence and like rhythm of it when yeah. you think of it. <clears throat> um. But yeah, I like love this. Like when I first heard this line, I definitely thought he was saying straight as in not gay. <laughs> and it made me think that he was singing about an old bandmate, perhaps. Um, but I think he actually means like down the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> like he means like, you know, talking straight to someone, mm-hmm. like telling it as it is. Um, and I think the reference to like actors is kind of like obviously actors 
act and pretend. Yeah. So him saying, like, I've seen actors who, like, literally pretend as a living, like, be more honest than, you know, whoever he's talking about. But it could also have a gay double meaning. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And apparently Mo Farah is a, a, a runner. That makes um, sense. Yeah. A long distance runner. So I think that line is kind of like you're like this is a long distance run, but you're trying to sprint mm. it. Um, like you're trying to like run, run fast in this thing that's supposed to be long. And then like trying you're trying to fix something mm. when it's like way past when he says they're trying to fix when it's long gone. Mm. Don't bother. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then again that like imagery uh, like of like watching your life years that pass by, can't press no rewind. Mm-hmm. Just watch my life by. Um, you know, kind of um like how we were talking about the music video for Vibes where he's like literally watching himself. Yeah. Um Yeah. What are your thoughts on this last bit? Um yeah, I mean, I don't get, I don't get the line. I want to bed you, but still sleep is death's cousin. That went over my head. Mm. Well, sleep is death's cousin. You know what sleep is death's cousin means? No. Oh, sleep is death's cousin is a phrase that means like, um, like when you go to sleep, you're in like a similar state as in death. Like oh, okay. you're unconscious and you're in darkness, and like your body is still. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's like a phrase a phrase that means like So is he saying sleep is like the state before death. Like I want to get with you, but he's like in a depression and like he's sleeping a lot and I'm... so 2 weeks turns into 4 <laughs> and it just like t- life is passing him by without maybe. It almost sounds like him saying like sleep is death's cousin is him saying like he's in having insomnia. Mm. Which is funny cuz he actually has a song called Insomnia on his last album. Mm-hmm. So it could be a reference to like insomnia and being like I can't sleep because sleep is like too close to death mm. and I'm just like stay like two weeks is now four dozen could be like he's just like staying up like, okay, not gotcha. sleeping um gotcha. but I don't really know what the connection with I want to bed you would be it might yeah. just be like a word play yeah I don't know <clears throat> um but I really love the the ending the nobody is listening. I feel like he really puts a lot of emotion behind those yeah. lines. Like you can really hear it in his voice. Yeah. And the harmony on it is really pretty. Yeah, so pretty. Yeah. But I really hope we get more of this kind of like spoken word stuff from Zane because I just ate this up and I literally want like a whole album of this yeah it was so cool and i know he's written poetry before like he put out his poems one time on instagram so he definitely likes that style i'd say Mm -hmm. so maybe we will maybe we will so next we have better and this was a song we got way back in like end of summer i think um and i remember when this song came out I really liked it, but it has this sound that I have a hard, had a hard time with that I still feel is true. And I was trying to explain it, and I don't think I explained it well, but I realized what it sounds like. And what it sounds like is a blown-out speaker. 
Like, Ooh. if you've ever listened to something on a cheap stereo and you try mm-hmm. to vo- turn the volume up too high. Yeah. Like, you'll know what I mean. Yeah. It's like that sound of, like, a blown-up speaker. It has that sound to it. And so it's, like, hard for me to listen to because I actually really love this song. But if I turn it up, like, as loud as I want it, it, like, there's, like, a grating sound to it. I don't know what that is. And I think it's just me because I haven't seen anyone else say anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> um. But one of the things that happened is that, like, um, this song, like, I remember when it came out, I liked it, but I, like, wasn't super into it. But I have, like, much more of an appreciation for this song now that we have the album. Yeah. Because I think when we first got it, it felt kind of random. Yeah. It has this, like, jazzy, like, lo-fi sound that was kind of new for Zayn. And so I kind of remember hearing it and just, I was really not expecting it. Um... And, like, that's not my typical, like, genre. So I think I, at the, you know, when I first heard it, I was kind of like, okay, like, this is interesting. But now in context of the whole album, I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. It, like, fits into the album. And I, like, I just like it a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, also when I listen to a song I already know with an album, it feels nice to be like, oh, yes, I know this one. Like, this feels, like, really comfortable mm-hmm. and, like, I can almost, like, sing along already when a whole bunch of other songs are new. Um, so I definitely had a yeah. reappreciation for that. Um, and I was listening, yeah. like, more with a analyzing an album ear than, like, mm-hmm. when we got this, like, one-off Zane song that, to me, just meshed with all the other one-off Zane songs we got. Now I was like, okay, this yeah. is, like, more purposeful. And I was like, oh, you know, some lines are really yeah. cool. Like, like it's a crime on trial. I got acquitted. Me and you wasn't meant – we wasn't fitted. Like, it's a yeah. glove. I hate to admit it. Like, just, like, really cool uh-huh. wordplay, really cool rhymes. I just had a more appreciation for the lyrics this time around. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. Um. I don't think I'm going to read out the writers and producers for all of the songs because they're all different and a lot of them are unknown and all of them have really long names like David Lucky Day Brown, (laughs) Dustin D.A.B. Bowie, Mike Hunted McGregor. (laughs) They all have like middle names in quotations. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, what are, did you have um, like new specific thoughts about the song that we Um, didn't talk about? No, I pretty much said all I have. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we already discussed this song when it came out. Um, so, like, this one in Vibes, we won't go into detail on. Um, but, yeah, I think this makes a lot of sense. Like, I can see where he was going now with the whole album. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so next we have Outside. Outside is one of my favorites. It's so I find pretty. it getting stuck in my head a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it gets at like, my I'll heart. Like, I'll just find myself singing it. It's like vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the the melody and harmonies are like really satisfying, um, and it has that like that. It's like a very pop sounding song because mm-hmm. it's got like the guitar and like snaps, mm-hmm. um, with like harmonies, um, and I really like how it kind of like goes. Um, like it goes up and down a lot, mm-hmm. the like music, which just makes it feel very like dynamic and like satisfying. Like it goes like, um, like when it's, it starts with the chorus, um, but it's like the chorus kind of like ends. It like goes into that high falsetto and then like really down low with like, let me in. Yes. And then you kind of like want more, but it goes into the verse 
I love the falsetto and then, like, the... on this song. Oh, it's so pretty. But yeah, like the beat comes in and then like drops out and like comes back in. And then there's like a nice little beat drop for like the the first chorus, or I guess it's technically the second chorus because it started with the chorus. But that's kind of like what you were saying about how a lot of the structure on these songs yeah. is not like typical songs. He structure. starts with a chorus, I think, on a couple of them. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a very like satisfying song to listen to. Mm-hmm. Also, I love the imagery and I love how... So, like, the sort of the one of the main things he's singing is um, leave my life outside or let me in. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I love I love the imagery of that. And then I like at the end it switches um, to so leave my sh- outside, leave all my sh- outside, leave my life outside or let me in. And I liked yes. how it seemed like really metaphorical at the beginning, like leave my life outside, mm-hmm. i.e. like, don't get back together with me, I'll just go away. But then, like, at the end, you have this realization that it's also, like, he's going to go collect his stuff from, like, his ex or yeah. something. And it was just like, oh, right. damn. Like, that just got really real. Um, and it yeah. just, I don't know, I loved that. I loved the switch Or, like, his ex, like, threw all his stuff on the lawn. Yes. <laughs> and, like, I feel like usually yeah. it would go metaphorical would be the switch. So it would start with the physical. But in this right. case, like, it starts with the metaphorical and then it goes to, like, the mm-hmm. physical. And it's just, like, a little bit, oh, man, like, what? Yes. Also the I line, love that. do I keep the dog or do you want him? <laughs> oh, that made me so sad. Oh, no. <laughs> It's like those little touches that are like, oh, this is so, um, like, personal. Like, that makes it seem really personal. Yeah. Well, especially because he says, do I keep the dog or do you want him? When I look at him, I think of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's really sad. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I also love the, um, like, musically, how the chorus, it's like the leave my life outside it kind of keeps going like up in this falsetto Mm -hmm. and then when it goes into the or let me in it like um it's like a resolution chord wise Mm -hmm. like as you're listening to the like leave my life outside like when it goes to or let me in like that's where you want it to go yeah it feels like that it feels like that home chord concept that we've like talked about before Mm -hmm. where like let me in is like that home chord and it like matches up with the lyrics so well of like yes the leave my life outside yeah, and like, like let me in, and you feel like he's being let in in that moment that he sings it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, like you feel this kind of like tension and like, you know, in the leave my life outside, and then mm-hmm. yeah, the let me in feels like home, like yeah. letting you back home. I just think that was really well done, and he actually wrote this song with Khalid. Oh, um, which makes sense, like. That this song is like very pop. Yeah. Sounding. And Khalid would sound great on this. Khalid has great falsetto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Um <clears throat> anything else on this one? No. Okay. So next we have Vibes, and we just talked about this song. Um so I don't know if we have additional thoughts on it, but this song has the same issue for me that Better does, mm-hmm. which I'm p- pleased to say that it doesn't happen anywhere else in the album, but it has that kind of sound where 
if it's like <laughs> if it's too loud there's something grating about it i don't know i need listeners if anyone knows what i'm talking about write in nope because maybe i'm just there's something wrong with me <laughs> i'm honestly finding these catchier and catchier that was my only note for this one it was like just because i mm-hmm. know it i'm like when i'm listening to the album i'm like oh damn okay i know this one like it's just yeah. catchier to me yeah i really i really like this one and i think hearing it hearing it in the context of the album made me like it more mm-hmm. kind of similar to better um is that all you have for it yeah okay so then we have track five which is when love's around featuring sid um for this song i feel like musically i'm not like super vibing with it mm-hmm. but lyrically i think it's so cool and like the feature i think is so cool mm-hmm. so it's really a conundrum for me <laughs> this one <laughs> It's a very, like, light and airy, floaty sound of a song, I would say. It is. Yeah, it's definitely, like, a, like a, like a song that – it is kind of that, like, lo-fi feeling. Like, you're just vibing out. Like, you're just kind of, like, flowing. Like, I feel like maybe if I was, like, really stoned, mm-hmm. this would be a song I'd want to listen to, you know? Mm-hmm. But when I'm not stoned, I'm just – I feel like it doesn't – I want it to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I'm, like – I'm like waiting for like a a change in tempo or like mm-hmm. some something that I like don't get. It's it's like yeah, it's like too smooth for mm, me. I get that. Yeah, it definitely <laughs> is. It's very like one notey. I guess. Yeah. But Sid is a queer woman and I think it's like super cool that Zayn collaborated with her on a song and that they're like both singing specifically about like the love of a woman mm. which isn't something that you get that often no like and their voices by... like both have a really beautiful quality that goes well together like while it's all floaty yeah like their voices being floaty together really works yeah sid has a really beautiful voice and they do work so well together um <clears throat> i like the lines on um one? keep me up until the morning you can see it in my aura You've been giving it your all, and I'm falling for you. It's on the bridge. Yeah, the bridge is, was really pretty. This is a, a stoned song. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it in my aura. <laughs> this is a song to get high, too. <laughs> His accent is so strong on this. I love it. On the whole album. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping that this one will grow on me. It will. I have faith in it. You think? Mm. Okay. Good to know. Um, okay, next is track six called Connection, spelled with an X, and this one I also can't get into because of the duck sounds. <gasps> what? You've already been prepped me... with duck sounds with woman. You should be used to them. I, that's what I'm saying. It reminds me of woman and Harry's duck sounds, and I hate it. Ugh. I'm sorry, but I do. Oh, man. And I appreciate I appreciate the experimentation. You know, they did this effect on his vocal. I didn't even notice a duck sound. The effect on his vocal that sounds like it's supposed to like mimic a trumpet. I actually really like that. (laughs) You like the sound in woman too, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So it's just different. It's just different uh, difference of taste. Yes. That we have. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't think it was like a bad choice. I just, it's, yeah. I don't, I do not like it personally. But I do love, I do love the verses. Like, I like the song except for that mm. saxophone. Like, I can't, I, I can't, I don't like that part. But <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was cool. It felt very acoustic-y. Um, mm-hmm. It felt very stripped back. It reminded me of, just because I've been listening to Alicia Keys lately, it reminded me of her, like, mm. R&B stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Also, it reminded me of Sampha. That 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 um, sound you don't like sounded like mm-hmm. Sampha production. Um, oh, interesting. And when he's singing, it very much sounded like John Legend. Even his voice sounded like John Legend oh. on some of the songs on John Legend's newest album, Bigger Love. Um, so I just, like, found so many connections in this. Oh, connections! <laughs> connections um, in this song. And I did. I liked it when he's when it's the digital sort of sound. And he's like, call it a digital but physical connection. Like, I don't know. I thought yeah. it was cool. I was into it. I love that you love it. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is kind of one of the songs that I feel like is very experimental. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, which I love. Like, I, I like, I think it's great that mm-hmm. for artists to, like, do different stuff if people do like this listen to sampha's latest album because there's this type of stuff all over it i really like that album though did you not hear all these sounds like this i feel like it's like that like this no it's different maybe you have a very particular type of sound of that i do (laughs) i am particular there are some things there are some sounds and melodies that i'm just really particular about Mm -hmm. like sometimes there's a melody that i just don't like Mm. And I think it's just, like, how people think about colors. Yeah. Like, some people might be like, oh, I hate green. Right. Which doesn't necessarily mean anything about the color green. It's just, like, for whatever reason, that's that person's, like, personal yeah. taste. Plus, also, you know? I think you're you're more expert than me in analyzing sounds. So, like, maybe I'm not as, like, mm. I just don't see all the differences versus, like, you know a lot more about it. Like, I know with yeah, lyrics, well, I think, I'll be like, that right. is not a good lyric. <laughs> so, like, maybe yeah, you'll like I'll it. be like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're like, that's the dumbest lyric yeah. ever. Well, because, like, I've been in writing classes. I know when someone puts something like that on a paper, like, someone's yeah. like, the teacher will be like, push that harder. Make that better. That's too general. Like, I've been there. I've edited. Mm-hmm. I've edited my own work. <laughs> so, like, I know. Right. <laughs> but, like, I'm not, I don't have that experience for music at all. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that is what it is. Because I am, like, a really musical person. I think about music a lot. And I, like, play music a lot and, like, listen to it. Like, listen mm-hmm. to songs and try to play them. So, I think, like, yeah, like, melody and that kind of stuff is, like, at the forefront of my mind yeah. when I'm listening to songs um so that's probably why okay next we have track seven which is called sweat the sexy song the sexy song okay my question is why why was this not the single it definitely should have been it's so good it's so it has single potential like what were they thinking i know this reminded me of mind of mine a bit like it brought me back to like bright Like, he had a lot of similar sounding sort of sex songs on Mind of Mine. 
I totally felt the same. At, at, and there was like pillow. Yes, I had that too. At the beginning, Vibes especially. Like with the opening, mm-hmm. very similar to Pillow Talk. Yes. Yeah, well, it's got like the dark, it's got like the really dark pop like hip-hop vibes, mm-hmm. a little rock from those Phil Collins drums, which yes. are just so freaking fantastic. I like, love the I'm Phil Collins drums. <laughs> little drum fill. And that kind of like, ha- like that kind of reminds me of Pillow Talk. Yeah. Just like the really like dark pop sound with the little like rock influence. Yeah. And then it had like this super like 80s synth. With, like, the huge drums in the chorus. Yeah, love it. I'm just, like, so obsessed with the chorus. Sweat, it's, like, so... mommy, sweat, mommy. It's, just, it's so yeah. catchy. <laughs> it's like you want to scream it. I wrote it in all caps. <laughs> yes. And the melody's, like, really dark and moody. Mm. And, like, the vocals are so smooth. I just, I like it more every time I listen yeah. to it. Yeah, it's great. And, like, some of the lyrics dripping down your body like gold like of course i want my sweat to be described as like liquid gold that is everything i want (laughs) like yes yes (laughs) i know Uh. i really love like the really thick like synths in the bridge too um and then there's like so many like background like reverbed Mm. harmonies and like runs especially at the end so good there were so many layers Mm -hmm. of his voice and he was riffing yes and it had like like a lot of those like background like harmonies and stuff and runs kind of had that like um like very like mermaidy sound. Yes. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like it's a, it's it's just it sounds like a super lush song. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just smacked my microphone. <laughs> it sounds like a really lush song, but it doesn't feel like there's too much going on. Like it feels no. also very clean. Yeah somehow my one critique and there's <laughs> what are we gonna say mm-hmm. oh i was gonna say one more thing about the music that there's a beat in the song that kind of sounds like a bubble to me oh. which really goes along with like the ocean lines and sweat mm-hmm. like the song sounds wet yes in like the beat <laughs> um speaking of the ocean line my critique yes. is i think i'm over people calling a wet vagina an ocean <laughs> i think <laughs> It's been used too many times for me. Yeah. Like, a metaphor is great or imagery is great. Similes are great. But when someone uses it and then it gets overused, come up with a new one. Like, I know why it's used. Yeah. But there's, Like, maybe people, yeah, need to think of different bodies of water. I want to crawl into your swamp. (laughs) Your swamp. (laughs) Your archipelago. I think there's just there, just I need a new more metaphor. Like it doesn't like spark my interest anymore. I want to paddle into your river. <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> it doesn't even have to be water. I don't know. There could be something else. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. No, I feel that. <laughs> now I'm just thinking of all <laughs> other like liquids, critique. like an eggnog, something. I don't know. Ew. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think that could have been a different thing. But it's not just Zane. It's, I think I still see it a lot lately. Yeah. 
and I need yeah. people to come up with new ideas. Yeah, definitely. But good song. Um, I particularly like the line, I could get lost in a heartbeat, mm. because it's got, like, that double meaning of, like, I could get lost really quickly, and also, like, hearing someone's heartbeat. Yeah. And, like, getting lost in that. Yeah. I really like that. Um, but, yeah, I'm just, like, I cannot get enough of those like that Phil Collins drum drum line yeah. into the chorus. So it's good. just so good. Yeah. It kind of sounds like um the weekend a little mm. bit, this song too. But this is definitely gonna be one that I like listen to mm-hmm. a lot. Um and I'm just so confused why they didn't make this the single because Maybe it will be. It's like got the pop sound, it's it's interesting, it's like different, but it's very like current it's very like you know this kind of song is very like now you said you think it will be maybe it will be like if they're choosing a next single i think Mm. this could be a contender that's true i wonder if they will because when we got icarus falls like after like once the album came out that was like it yeah that's true i don't know although he has been putting out like he put out these two videos that are like comic book squares for calamity Mm. and better and it looks like he's gonna put one out for each song okay so maybe we'll get more yeah hard to say yes all right next up we have track eight which is unfwittable um this also sounds like a stoned song (laughs) i feel like he probably wrote this when he was really high it just sounds like one of the songs where like you just he was just like flowing you know Mm. yes that's the vibe i get from this song so if anyone doesn't know the title is like it means like you can't f with him like yeah he's unable to be effed with that's what the like unmessable you can't mess with me i'm unmessable but the f word (laughs) <laughs> which i feel like we sometimes do say on this podcast oh we definitely do <laughs> pretend like we can't i don't know it, what so the rules really are i just don't want to have to worry about being explicit. censored yeah <laughs> even though we're very explicit podcast. <laughs> um okay i feel like there's a direct one direction reference in the song do you feel like that or is that Wait, just me where oh so tired of fake friends no oh. in verse two he says can't nobody take me home oh and just in in contrast with the rest of the lyrics on this song i feel like that might have been on purpose also because it's followed up with i'm worth my weight in gold all the stuff he uh-huh. made when he was in one direction interesting yeah um yeah i really like this song i feel i find it really interesting i think for me like obviously i love zane's like more romantic songs and love songs but i really love when he writes these kinds of songs Mm -hmm. that are more like introspective or about like non or you know potentially non-romantic relationships um and I like the wordplay of I'm unaffordable in a world of my own. That's why my shoulder is so cold. Yeah. Because it's referencing, like, someone who has, like, a cold shoulder. Mm-hmm. This is, like, his version of Ed Sheeran's 
uh, You Need Me, I Don't Need You song, if anyone knows mm. that. <laughs> I'm not really familiar with that, but yeah. it sounds right. It, it's also, like, him talking about sort of, like, the music business and, like, people mm. just having opinions on him and about his career and him being like, you need me, but I do not need you. Like, I, yeah. you know. This is definitely, right. I mean, I think this is a song Zane has similar, has similar ones where he's like, F the rest of the world. I'm just going to do what I want. Like, I don't really yes. care what other people, and it, thematically it's like some of the themes on the album too. Tired of fake friends, mm-hmm. like wanting to yeah. get rid of people that aren't real, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I feel like, de- I feel like definitely on Mind of Mine. There was, like, a lot of that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I also really like the line, um, I was never even all, I was never even on your mind. Because mm. um, it goes from, can't nobody take me home. Yeah, I'm worth my weight in gold. Forget whatever you've been told. <clears throat> I'm unequitable. They all said I wouldn't do shh. Now they all about my new shh. Thinking we were always cool when I was never even on your mind. Which I just like because he's not saying, like, you were never on my mind, mm. like, being bitter. He's saying, like, I was never on your mind. Yeah. Like, you didn't really care about me. Like, you didn't really think about yeah. me. And, like, now you're thinking that, oh, we were always fine, even though, like, you were, I wasn't on your mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's hard not to think about One Direction with this one because when he I says, know. like, they all said I wouldn't do shit, now they all about me new shit. Like, I know. Yeah. That's and a pretty the, bold probably... line, though, from Zane. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bold song. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of the point of the song. He's like, I'm unequitable. Like, you, yeah. can't, you can't hurt me. Yeah. You can't make me upset. It's definitely with the rest of the – with some of the other songs that are of this vein, it does – it can feel a little bit like thou dost protest too much, mm. you know? Like, if you're singing on and on about how, right. like, no one can hurt you, like, is that really true? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Any other thoughts on this one? No, I don't think so. Okay. So, we're getting to the end now. Um number track number nine is windowsill featuring devlin um devlin is a british rapper white british white boy rapper that's exactly how he sounds on this track all i think of devlin is was that movie with jennifer aniston and that guy what was the movie called just go with it and some character says that she tells her children that when they take a poo to call it a devlin <laughs> instead of saying was that poo. like her ex's name or something yeah i think it was an ex, her ex or something hilarious or like a, a woman she hated or something like that oh yeah so that's what i thought of yeah well that makes sense i'm not really i don't really love the rap no me either um but i think that maybe it might be like a uk thing like maybe devlin is someone who's like better known in the UK. Mm-hmm. I don't really know. I don't really get the addition, but you know. <clears throat> um also this song is funny because 
<laughs> when me and Caitlin read the track list before we got the album, um, and we were kind of trying to like think what the songs could be about. And when we got to like windowsill, we we were thinking like, oh, maybe it's like you're standing on the edge. I or, think I like quoted I know, Virginia all- Wolf like a, a, a room yes, with a view. You did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had all these like deep thoughts. And then the line is effing on the windowsill. <laughs> Cigarettes. <laughs> Which is very zane. on the windowsill. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's exactly Virginia Wolf style, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, musically I am really into this song. I do like the sound of it quite a lot, and it is one of the Salt Wives songs. Um which makes sense because I think it kind of has a similar, like that that kind of pop vibe mm-hmm. that Icarus Falls, a lot of Icarus Falls songs had. Um, I really like the way he sings the chorus, like particularly when he says, um, only thing I want to know. I really like that vocal. It sounds like very like raw. Mm. Um, and then the way he kind of sings the rest of the chorus it almost has like a reggae sound to it. Mm-hmm. I think he probably was like, there was probably like a little bit of a reggae influence to the way he sang the chorus. Um, but I really like it. I like whatever audio distortion is on it. Like it sounds yeah. like there's like a robotic choppy situation going on on some of the vocals. Mm-hmm. I thought it sounded really cool. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Um, I will, I do appreciate, there's one line from the rapper Devlin that I do kind of like. I wonder if it's the same one I've pulled. (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) It's, and there ain't no salvation. Yes! This girl could walk through hell, and I'm sure she'd tempt Satan if she ain't the devil herself. Yeah. I do like that. That's the same one I had down as the good one. Right? Yeah, that is really cool. The one before that, though, when the body is hot, it's a curse, damnation. (laughs) Not my favorite. When the body is that hot. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, when the body is that hot, it's a curse, damnation. Bad line. (laughs) Really bad line. But then it's followed by such a cool line. Pair of lines, actually. I know. I also don't understand your cigarettes on the windowsill. You left here from the night before. I take one. Never light it up. I don't know. Like, why? <laughs> I don't know. This is a fun song, though. I like it. And I like I like that there's a rap. I just wish some of the lyrics were tighter. Yeah. Some of them aren't, aren't that good. Night comes and I want you more so I can yeah. play dumb. Yeah. If the rain comes, it will, it will more than pour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't want no fake love. Just a real freak when I'm on the board. Yeah. What Not board? a fan of it. Not a fan. What board? I don't know. The skateboard? Maybe. Oh my god, yes. Maybe they're effing on the skateboard. <gasps> wow, that would that would be painful. <laughs> you like certainly get a rug burn. Skateboards are Wait, why was I imagining <laughs> what? Why was I imagining someone on a moving skateboard? <laughs> oh my god. Like holding someone else. Okay, now that would be an acrobatic act. Could you imagine? I mean, that's why he says a real freak. Well, I, I guess I, so. I, I we got a new Olympic sport out there. Have sex with me while I'm riding my skateboard. <laughs> the balancing that would have to occur. <laughs> oh, dear. That's pretty good. 
Um, I also like the chorus um, lines. It's like that contrast of like the kind of sound of the song is like kind of like poppy, but then the chorus line is actually quite dark because they're effing on the windowsill. And he says, break the glass, go and show me how you really feel, cut me deep and sew it up. That's the way you show me love. Like, whoa, wait, what? I didn't even hear that that was the line until later on. I was like, oh, my God, I really like that line. Come yeah. And sew me up. It's good stuff. Yeah. And it's very, like, like visceral. Like, you can, like, I feel like I can see, like, <clears throat> this person, like, grabbing a piece of, like, jagged, shattered glass mm-hmm. and, like, stabbing someone. But then it's, like, the, now, the <clears throat> metaphor of, like, hurting someone and then like fixing what you've done mm-hmm. to show them that you love them which is like you know an abusive relationship yes <clears throat> um but yeah i like that <clears throat> um also the cigarettes and effing on the windowsill line made me think of his song cigarettes that i love so much and i wish he would release for real Mm, I don't even remember it. <clears throat> it's like this random song that got leaked, and it was only leaked for like a couple hours, and I just happened to be online at the time, Uh-oh. so I w- was able to like nab it. Yeah, but it's just like such a summery song, mm. <clears throat> and I I just really like it. Um. Okay. <clears throat> Anything else for that one? Nope. <clears throat> okay. So next we have track ten. Tightrope. Um, I think this one is probably my favorite. Really? Interesting. I think so, yeah. Yeah. It is really I pretty. So. I just think it's so pretty. Um, I just think it's really beautiful. The the guitar, like it's one I immediately like learned mm. to play. I well, I didn't learn to play. I attempted to play and it was actually very challenging. <laughs> Um, but I just think the guitar is so pretty and like the rhythm of the guitar and like the way it slides and then like pauses and there's that kind of like tapping, like ticking drum sound and the chorus is very sparkly. It's got like that Bollywood sounding chorus that just sounds sparkly. (laughs) (laughs) I said the chorus reminds me of Harry choruses, like the repeated line. Something told me it was yes. you, just repeat it again and again. I feel like Carrie has songs like that. Totally. Yeah, it's also got a lot of distorted mermaid vocals. <laughs> um, I thought this one sounded a lot like a One Direction song at the beginning. I'm curious as to, like, oh. if that factored into why you liked it so much, too. Like, I think just the acoustic guitar reminds me a lot of One Direction but the beginning really to me was like okay this could be a 1D song you know what's kind of sad what I feel like this is a 1D song if they were if they went a little bit more like R&B yeah like hip-hop like it's like a One Direction song but like spiced up yeah because it starts out quite acoustic-y but then it like switches so like that's why I heard it so much in the beginning and then like 
1D takes it somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. But even the, like, the guitar part, like, the, the guitar part, how it opens is, like, that's still too, like, R&B for, like, a One Direction song. Mm. But, like, maybe this is, like, what a One Direction song could have sounded like if Zayn was, like, participating in <laughs> the writing, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> um, I also feel like this song has a lot of parallels and like threads to other songs i specifically thought of the first line where he says why has it got to feel like i'm walking a tightrope why you want to see how far i fall um obviously i thought of icarus falls Mm. um because of (laughs) falling um and then also reminded me of in his song before from mind of mine where he talks about he says numb on a roof set it on fire just to give me proof I'm living on a wire. I feel like this is like imagery that he brings up a lot. Mm-hmm. Like walking on a wire, walking on a tightrope, falling. Also the classic 1D song or 1D lyric, I'm just a bird on a wire. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, there's also this song that got leaked um, during One Direction Days called I Won't Mind and it's like solo Zane. It's like a demo. But this song kind of feels almost like a response to that song. Mm. What made me thought think of it particularly was <clears throat> the lines in this song are we are who we are when we're alone and there's a line in Mind of Mine that says because we are who we are when no one's watching. Mm. And that kind of sounds like the same line. And those definitely go and, to the theme of nobody's listening, like the love, yes. the love theme of it. Like they're just themselves. Right? Yeah. But if you kind of like, if you like listen to I Won't Mind and then you like listen to this song, like they totally sound like they could be like, um, like talking to each other. That's so cool. Yeah. Because, yeah, he's like, because we are who we are when no one's watching. And right from the start, you know, I got you. Um, Which kind of, like, echoes in this song when he says, like, something told me it was you. Mm -hmm. It kind of has that feeling of, like, I knew from the beginning, you know. Yeah. Um, I also feel like, um, oh, hold on. Oh, thank God. For a second, I thought my thing wasn't recording, but I just had another file open. (laughs) Um, oh my god. That was like all just wasn't moving. I was like, no. no. Everything's fine though. Um and then this song has um an excerpt from a another song when he sings in Urdu. Um these lyrics are taken from Muhammad Rafi's um December 1960 track. Uh I'm going to butcher this, but it's Chowdvin Ka Chand, taken from a movie of the same name. Um, and in English, there's a couple different translations that I've seen, so I'll read two. One of them is, are you the full moon or the sun? Whatever you are, I swear to God, you are beyond compare. And then another translation that I saw is, <clears throat> are you the moon of the 14th night or the scintillating sun glinting at its bright? Whatever you are, I swear on God, admiring you, words fall short. What beautiful. Both of them are so beautiful. Yeah. 
um, yeah, but uh, Zane singing in Urdu is very, very beautiful. Yeah. And I love that he, like, included this little, like, Bollywood piece of a Bollywood song into this song. Yeah, this song feels like it's, like, that very personal touch of a love song. Like, to have him singing mm-hmm. in Urdu. Like, just the the simplicity of something told me it was you. Like, it's like you found the one type love song. <clears throat> yes. I love the lines, sitting with my legs across your torso. Like, we are who we are when we're alone. Just the imagery of, yeah. like, putting your legs on someone. It's very intimate. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. I just, I love this song. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the I ending, the, these two songs at the ending, like, what a great, what a great, like, two songs to end with. They're both mm-hmm. so pretty. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, anything else about this one? No. <clears throat> okay. So now we're at the end. Oh. Last track on this album, track 11, <clears throat> is called River Road. And um, there are lots of Icarus Falls references here or connections. Who wrote on this one? Did they write on any of the other songs? Let me look. Um, Where are you? Um, No. So it was just Zane and someone called Henrique Andrade. Mm. and Henrique did not write on any of the other songs. I'm just thinking because this, album. this uh, stands out to me lyrically. Henrique Andrade. Mm. So I'm curious. What... Oh, he wrote apparently on Good Guy and Entertainer from Icarus. Oh, Holmes. oh, cool. Okay. He's a sound designer, composer, and mixer. Hmm. I think he works just... with game developers, filmmakers, and musicians to create or modify, to create, modify, or improve audio um i think this one this song just has more um like more metaphor and imagery than some of the other Mm. songs so it just seems a little different yeah (laughs) i agree um this song has also a reference um to a poem called on love and marriage do you know about this Uh, i saw it on the um genius yes so (laughs) zane has this poem tattooed on his arm and he he's posted on instagram before it is by khalil gibran um i'm just gonna read it you are born together and together you shall be forevermore But let there be spaces in your togetherness, and let the winds of the heavens dance between you. Love possesses not, nor would it be possessed. Love one another, but make it not a bond of love. Let it rather be a moving sea between the shores of your souls. Sing and dance together and be joyous, but let each one of you be alone. Give your hearts, but not into each other's keeping. Stand together, yet not too near together. For the pillars of the temple stand apart, and the oak tree and the cypress grow not in each other's shadow. And um, the first line of this song, he says, we don't define each other. Stand on your own. Be a pillar. So. Love it. We're assuming that it's a reference to that poem since he obviously, like, finds it 
important. Yeah. What a great message about relationships in general. Like, yes. Honestly. Good advice. And I really love that he put that in there and that he, like, has this tattooed on himself because he sings so many, like, love songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this is, like, a good, a good like, contrast. Yeah. You know? Definitely. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I felt like this was rockier than some of the other songs. Almost felt like it was mm-hmm. Beatles-like at some times. At some of the times. I totally thought that. Too. Okay, cool. Sometimes I don't trust my references because I feel like I'm not expert <laughs> enough to know. But mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I swear some of this sounds like the Beatles. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love the slow build up, like, higher and higher into falsetto at the be- the beginning. And then, honestly, mm-hmm. just the lyrics were so pretty to me. Um, I want to yes. read some of them. Breeze outside my window turned to color. Know that I will see the sun again. Leaves have turned into a tint of orange. Answers that will lie inside myself. Mm. Um, that is I, such a cool... It's so pretty. Um, and I think just so many themes on this song that that connect to other themes we've seen on the album. Lines like, mm-hmm. what will I choose to, le- I, what will I leave behind me? Where will I choose to go? We can't control all the outcomes. Let go of the reins, ride the rhythm. Searching yeah. for meaning, still don't believe it. Stopped at the ceiling all these years. So I just see, yes. I see a lot of themes about trying to find yourself, trying to figure out what the purpose of life is, what you're leaving behind, where you're going, um, sort of introspection, mm-hmm. existentialism. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I totally agree. <clears throat> I think, like, this song and the first song, like, have a lot in common. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, those themes go. Yeah. And I also feel like... Um, like, I know that I will see the sun again mm. kind of reminds me, too, of, like, Icarus Falls yeah. and, like, falling into dark times, but, like, knowing you're going to see the sun again. And then, like, paired with the imagery of breeze outside my window turns to color, leaves have turned into a tint of orange. I just – it's so pretty. I also feel like answers that will lie inside myself could be a little bit of a double meaning, like, lie inside myself like they're laying there, like – I, I have the answers mm-hmm. inside, <laughs> but I also feel like it could be, like, the answers will lie, like, to, oh. like not tell the truth. Oh, I like that. Inside me. Yes, right? Which I kind of, like, that. adds to the distorted feeling of, like, not knowing what's right. Yeah, definitely. Also, I forgot to say the line, don't you ever hope for something else. That's a powerful line. Yeah. That's, like, a that's a moment stop oh my line. Dang. Yeah. Don't you ever hope for something else? I love that, especially, too, with, like, stopped at the ceiling all these years. Like, as if he feels like he's been stuck or, like, you know, Mm -hmm. all all these years, like, he hasn't, like, gone as far as he could. Mm -hmm. And, like, don't you ever wish hope for something else? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I feel like musically, there's no drums in this whole song, which is unusual for Zane because so many of his songs are like written around beats um but there's the electric guitar and it's 
I feel like the electric guitar is like kind of bluesy mm-hmm. and the chords are very, very like jazz jazz chords like they're almost a little unsettling but pretty (laughs) like it's got that like floaty kind of dreamy feeling to it um which is funny because he has a line the um what is it the post chorus where he says lightly floating ecstasy and like oh that's kind of what this song Mm. sounds like um but yeah I feel like the guitar, even though it's like just, it's mostly just this electric guitar in the whole song, it's like played differently at each like point of the song. So it kind of like, it keeps it interesting. Yeah. Like you feel like different stuff is happening instrumentally, even though it's just like the electric yeah. guitar. Like it, it's almost in the, in an end of the day type of way. It feels like there's different sections. Mm. Like it mm-hmm. changes up a bit. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Um, I also like the title being like River Road because he doesn't actually say River Road in the song. Mm. Um, he mentions river. He says, I cried now a river full of tears, but I love that when there's a title that's not in the song because it just like gives more like meaning and imagery. Yeah. Um, and I also feel like. Um, well, I think this song definitely could be about, or like singing to another person, particularly with the, we don't define each other, stand on your own, be a pillar. I also feel like with all the other lyrics, it almost could be like a song singing to himself. Yeah, I get that. Right? Definitely. And even if it is about someone else, it's also about himself. Like, yeah, because it's about himself, like being himself even with another person Mm -hmm. right yeah but I feel like it could be like you're like singing to like another part of yourself Mm -hmm. like especially like the don't you ever hope for something else yeah oh for sure that like that's like an introspective (laughs) thought a hundred percent yeah um yeah and then the line um call you my lover drinks to my liver find really interesting yeah what a great line i love the line too um we keep saying the one with the pillar but the one that comes after connected with the pillar Mm -hmm. stand on your own be a pillar lay on my pillow what a contrast between pillar and pillow you've got this like Mm -hmm. giant big structure and then like the softness of a pillow and the intimacy of it it's like be a pillar but also you can lay your soft head on my pillow and like i'll take care of you um, yeah, and if it is like both sides yeah. of himself or whatever you were saying, I feel like that really works for that as well. Totally. Yeah, and then the line after that ain't fairly new to each other. I love. Uh, it's, it's such, such so an good. odd phrasing. You just it's know so this good. is like this is a this is a deep love. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also feel like I know I keep referencing Icarus Falls, but I feel like there's so much connection. Um, in the pre-chorus, he says, to tell the truth, I'm tired of falling. When mm. I'm floating, I'm closer to you. Yes. Um, which I feel like very much echoes, like, Icarus Falls mm-hmm. vibes of falling and then being like, yeah, when I'm floating, I'm closer to you. Yeah. Almost, it gives me the thought that he was trying to fly close to, like, the sun and the sun was, like, this bad mm-hmm. thing. 
But now his mm-hmm. person is his son, and it's just a good thing. And, like, he's able mm. to fly now and not be burned, yeah. like, in Icarus Falls. Yeah. It's like he's, um, yeah. I don't know, reevaluated what the sun is and what it should be. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Also, just, like, a lot of the wordplay, like, let go of the reins, ride the rhythm. Mm. I just, it's yeah. clever. Yeah, I really, really love this one. Me too. It's just very interesting. Yeah. And it sounds so different from the other songs. But it's also such a good album closer. Yeah, definitely. I love the opening of the album being, like, calamity. And then the ending of the album being, like, don't you ever hope for something else. Yeah. It's such a... Like, that is a really nice bookend. It really is. And it's like he's gone from this really heavy sort of dark sound and it 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 ends with a like oh, much too. sweeter yeah. sound and hopeful. But still existential as yes. hell. Yes, it wouldn't be Zane without that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the album. Yay. Um yeah. What are do you do you think you're gonna listen to this album? Like, do you think it's gonna make it into your regular rotation, or are any individual songs going to? I think I'm gonna try to be purposeful about it this time to listen to mm-hmm. it. Um, I'm definitely in a space right now where I'm listening to music more often while I study. So, like, yeah. I'll listen to it, and I'm gonna add it to like my January 2021 playlist that I've been listening to. So, um, nice. Yeah. And then eventually well, probably it'll just be the songs I really like that, that make it forward. But yeah. Yeah. I feel like this is a perfect album to study to because a lot of, there's like all these YouTube channels now that are like lo-fi, like mm. study to this like music. Mm-hmm. It is very like have it in the background to study. Music. Yeah, definitely. Or at least most of it is maybe not like sweat (laughs) (laughs) no i you need that one in in a study like you need a cycle of types Mm. of songs that's true you need some diversity i think calamity would be harder for me because it's not as musical yeah but sweat i would start dancing and i need that sometimes (laughs) yeah that's true but calamity is so short it could give you like a little break yeah that's true studying um, do you have any, like, wrap-up thoughts or anything else you wanted to say? Um, I think I covered all my thoughts. Awesome. Well, I loved hearing everything you had to say about the songs. Thanks. Yeah. I feel like this was, like, a good, cohesive album. And there's definitely some, like, real gems on here that I'm going to be listening to a lot. Yeah. And it makes me excited to see what is going to come next from Zane. Definitely. Because I feel like there was some real, like, growth on this album. Particularly lyrically. I just feel like the lyrics on this album were just, yeah, I feel like they were, there was, like, more than I've Mm -hmm. seen. Or they're just, like, different, I think. Yeah. It felt different. Yeah. Um, Listeners, if you have thoughts, write in. Let us know what you think. And... Hopefully, we will continue to see Zane. Like, maybe he'll do a little promo for the album. Maybe we'll get, like, a music video or two. Maybe we'll get Sweat as, like, another single. 
Um, but I just I hope that he doesn't go away into hiding again like he did after Icarus Falls. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll have to just wait and see. Yes. Um, recommendations. I wrote down Bridgerton just because Caitlin had recommended it <laughs> on I don't know if it was the last episode or the one before, but I watched it mm-hmm. per your recommendation. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm so glad. It's kind of like Regency era Gossip Girl. Yes, definitely. There definitely was not enough gayness. No. I was kind of expecting there to be more. because I kept waiting for it to happen. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. I kept seeing different characters being like, oh, that's going to be the gay one. Oh, that's going to be the gay storyline. And then no, it didn't happen. I know. I was surprised that in today's day and age there wasn't more like i swear like when netflix is putting out something you like you expect there to be more gay characters and i know it's based on a book so maybe that's why but yeah i think they like yeah it was it was definitely a letdown um but i did really enjoy it it was just fun (laughs) yeah yeah and i feel like i liked that like i liked the absurdity of like how how like naive what's her name Daphne mm-hmm. was about sex yeah because like you're kind of watching that and you were like it was kind of like it was just very absurd I, it but was, in a very like it was so crazy just <laughs> <laughs> really absurd but it was absurd I was like, in are a you way serious? that like, those... she's that close to her mother and her mother did her like that <laughs> like come on mom get it together I know. But it does make you wonder, like, you know, probably in those times. I know. Like, maybe people didn't, you know. Like, oh, no. She was going to send her on to her wedding night without knowing anything? Yeah. My God. Yeah. Definitely I was frustrated at, like, the lack of communication between the two main characters. (laughs) Oh, it was so bad. So bad. But one of the things I I appreciated about the show is that there was, like, there was, like, definitely seemed to be, like, a focus on, like, female pleasure Mm. and like the experience of female pleasure like in all of the like even though like all the sex like plots were like absurd (laughs) um it did feel like (laughs) it did feel like a lot of it was kind of like focused on like Daphne's like sexual awakening yeah no it was I appreciated yeah yeah but yeah it was definitely a ridiculous show and I like that they crammed all of the sex into into one episode. It was like <laughs> so much five episodes of like <laughs> no of like nothing, and then episode six was like bam, oh, whoa, tits everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I would. So I'm just echoing Caitlin's recommendation. If you want like a absolutely absurd show that's just gonna like entertain you, <laughs> yeah, give it a watch. Yes. Um, I have a couple recommendations, have a recommendation today. Um, I don't know what I've recommended before. I've been listening to a lot of different artists as of late. Um, did I recommend Jasmine Sullivan's new album? Yes, you did. Okay, then I won't do that one. <laughs> I'll recommend... But it is very good. It is. Everyone should listen to it. Okay, so Harry liked an Instagram post of a British British artist named, artist named Arlo Parks. And I then went mm. up... And looked her up and listened to some of her music and it's awesome. She's queer and she's got an album coming out this Friday, the 29th. Is it the 29th? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Um, 
and her music is just incredible. I think one of the lines is like, lick the grief off my lips. So like, it's good Oh, stuff. whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the other artist that I want to recommend is Hope Tala, also queer artist. Um, and her songs are in a similar vein, like just written so well. Um, Mm-hmm. So good. Oh, and Infinity Song. I've been listening to them as well. It's a group of siblings. Um, mm. They've got some cool stuff. So those are all I recommend. Awesome. I did. I missed um, that artist that Harry liked on Instagram. So yeah, definitely listen. I'll check Very that cool. out. Uh, we'd love to hear what you all thought about the show. Your opinions on anything we discussed today. Send us your nobody is listening. Zane album thoughts and feel free to send us new stories or anything One Direction related you'd like to hear us talk about on future episodes doing this episode made me realize that it's actually been quite a while I think since we've really talked about One Direction (laughs) wait what do you mean like we like done like a throwback episode or like a discussion on a One Direction song or like yeah like I feel like it's been a long time oh definitely maybe I'm wrong no I don't think so I don't know because, like, even when we were going over Zane's album, like, I had I, – I feel like I had a lot of thoughts of, like, referencing, like, the split and, like, the, mm. you know, like, relationship stuff. But I wasn't really thinking about One Direction's music mm. while I was going through. Well, yeah, it's anyways, been a long time. I just think it's – I think it's just been a long time since I've actually listened to One Direction. Maybe that's the, what yeah, I'm thinking too. of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyways, <clears throat> if there's anything you want us to talk about, One Direction related, any old song you want us to do a song discussion on, let us know. Um, thank you for listening to episode 243 of Talk Direction. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore dra- Talk underscore Direction. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. At talk underscore direction. Email us at talkdirection at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at Talk Direction, or you can follow us individually. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Lucia O, spelled L-U-C-C-I-A-O-H. And Caitlin, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. Make sure to check out our Patreon, <clears throat> patreon.com slash talkdirection, where today on TDDL um, and next week, we're going to be doing our Evermore album discussion, um, which, wow, are we going to have the energy for it? <laughs> I know. I kept thinking, oh, we're going to be doing two album discussions. That's a lot. <laughs> Caitlin's going to be up late tonight. Oh, it's already 10 p.m. <laughs> but oh I'm going to move us swiftly through. Oh, my God. Swiftly through the album. There we go. Taylor Swift. Oh, guys. but aren't I hosting? Oh, shoot. We all know I can't move oh, swiftly. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you'll have to host after all. We'll figure it out. Uh, if you're interested in that content, which may be swift, maybe not, uh, <laughs> go, go to com slash talk direction and you can sign up to listen for as little as $2.50 a month. Mm-hmm. $2.50. Come on. That's half a um, coffee. You can subscribe to this podcast. <laughs> half a coffee <laughs> next time you go to get your coffee just say can you just give me half and i pay 250 for it and then you can pay the other 250 to our patreon perfect to get more content um you can subscribe to this podcast on itunes leave us a review to help more people discover the show um uh 
someone left us a nice review recently. <gasps> they did? Which I very much appreciate. Oh, my God. Yes. <clears throat> it was probably someone who heard me crying about the, <laughs> sad, the mean reviews that we got. Um, <laughs> And took pity on me. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm Lucia. And I'm Caitlin. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time for episode 244. Bye. Bye. <laughs>